0: Hello, and welcome back to this podcast. If you're new here, my name is Olivia Smith, and this is the 21st century Christian journalist. And in this podcast, I talk about Christian journalism and how um, Christian journalists report on the news they find and in what perspective they dive into regarding the news they cover. And I also bring up the question, what would Jesus do? And think about how Jesus would report on issues that we deal with today. So real quick, I just want to do a wellness check. I know everyone right now is probably stressed with either school or work or just the chaos that life brings. And I know it's finally March. We're in mid-March now, which is pretty crazy. The year is already going by fast. Oh my goodness. But um usually in January, you know, you make your goals and you have your resolutions of what you would accomplish this year but sometimes when February comes and then when March comes your laziness starts to kick in and things become more stressful and you become more inclined to not work as hard as you thought you would but that's why I call March mentality March and I refer to that because I think this is an important month to kind of do a wellness check and kind of think about those original goals you made back in January or even some noons you want to come up with now and how you can apply them to your life and just kind of encourage yourself that you know everything will be okay and if you keep working hard you will accomplish things and you will be okay don't stress even though sometimes it's really hard not to stress but um anyone in school right now i know that we're still online and it's definitely a struggle and a push to the finish we have probably i know some high school students have like two more months I only have like a month and a half so I'm getting closer and closer but it's pretty nerve-wracking and stressful but I'm hoping everyone is doing okay and that you're calling upon God when you can because remember he's always a stronghold in all of our lives and he can always pick you up when you're feeling down. So I'm really excited for this episode. It's gonna be Structured around a story of the week, CBN style, so the Christian Broadcasting Network. And the story I chose for this week is called, This is Not a Communist Country. California pastor pleads with Governor Newsom. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) But yeah, I'm really excited for this story. As I actually just found it this morning, I wanted to do something that was very recent. And I think this one's perfect for the day and time we're in right now so yeah with that let's jump into it so again this story is called this is not a communist country california pastor pleads with governor newsom so i know that easter is coming and easter is one of the most important events in the christian calendar and i know that it draws together all main themes of the religion whether that's suffering death resurrection and redemption i think those components are what highlight the Easter celebration and represent, you know, that Christian faith. And it draws a lot of people to church more than any time of the year. And I found this out today when I was doing some research. And I think that's crazy to think about that um, so many people come to church, whether I feel like it's on Easter and Christmas, those are probably the two top holidays for when people want to come to church. I know that Whenever I go to church on those holidays, I always notice that there's so many more people than usual. Kind of interesting. I feel like people feel obligated to go to church on those holidays just because they are important in the Christian faith. But at the same time, sometimes it's like, well, why didn't you go to church other days? But, you know, that's a conversation for another time. We won't get into that argument. But anyways, so with Easter coming up... Um, and the pandemic's still very much being present, the question right now is, will churches be allowed to open up for Easter Sunday? And it's kind of a controversial topic right now, because I know that a lot of people, a lot of Christians are struggling right now, and they're angry because they can't go to church, and pastors too. Not necessarily angry at the people who are making the decisions, I think they're more angry at what's happening like with the pandemic and the fact that covid's even a thing but sometimes when people argue it looks like they're arguing at the people making those decisions and it's just kind of tough right now and i know that in the bible and in god's word just in everything you know god tells us don't worry everything happens um in time and in his plan according to his plan and he will fix what's going on right now but sometimes it's really hard to see that and then you know, Christians are supposed to enact that, you know, they're supposed to remind people of those things, but even they're struggling to see that right now. And it's just, uh, it's a crazy, crazy time. But in this story that I'm going to get into, so California pastor Jack Triber of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara tells Newsom in a video that churches have been closed for too long now and enough is enough. So basically this pastor is pretty mad, but formerly and formally and professionally, uh, sends a video to Newsom, you know, declaring like, hey, look, like, we need to go back to church. Like, it's been too long, buddy. And specifically what he says is, Governor Newsom, I implore you to open up our churches Easter Sunday, April 4th. This is Sunday early in the morning and we're freezing out here. I think this was the day he made the video. And then he said, we're cold. We've been Obeying for 366 days, one year, and one day. We've shut our church down. We're meeting in the parking lot. We're meeting in open air meetings, and we have tents everywhere. We need our church open. And then he further added that, you know, the weather has forced church members to sit in their vehicles during the sermon, which, you know, made a tear from them actually hearing the lesson and the message. And then he also added, we're out here literally freezing in the winter. Through hail this past week, as people sat here and through the rain, and we are very hot in the summer, yet we have a 3,000-seat auditorium that sits empty. So when he said that, I was like, holy moly, that is a huge auditorium. My church back home is not even half that size. It's not even a fourth of that size. So just knowing that there's places out there that are large enough to seat that many people, I think there can there can be a way for you know them to fit at least half of or a fourth of that you know in there but it's see it's tough because it's like well what's safe and what's not safe anymore i think that's the question that many are trying to understand right now but cbn news has previously reported that north valley baptist church is facing financial penalties exceeding one hundred thousand dollars for initially holding indoor worship services in the first place so i don't think they were holding full-on church services with you know like three thousand people in there but They definitely had like small group services such as like a woman's service, a children's service, a men's service, that type of thing. Um, But yeah, it's pretty crazy to look at and this is definitely, I think, controversial like I said before just because there's such like a two-sided perspective going on right now and what can and cannot be done, um, what's right and what's not right. But the article was written very well, the journalist was Andrea Morris and I think she explained the whole gist of what was happening and it was just really easy to understand and the way she structured it and it also was very objective and I think she did a great job of the amount of quotes she put into this story. I know sometimes too many quotes can turn into quotes stacking and take away from the message of the story but I think this specific topic and story needed these quotes to really get across what this pastor was trying to say. Um, another quote that she got from him was so he said in addition to easter we gave you mother's day and father's day we gave you july 4th we gave you labor day we gave you all the summer we gave you all the spring we gave you all of the fall enough is enough sir so this guy clearly wants church to go back but anyways um yeah so i think she did a great job of writing the story and as far as christian journalism goes i think she followed those guidelines um in zechariah eight sixteen, this verse urges the followers of god to speak the truth to each other and do not swear falsely in the courts and i think this is really important to consider and reflect on just because you know as journalists all journalists in general um you know you want to tell the truth you want to speak the truth to the public and um you know really tell them the story in a way where they don't have doubt where they don't have a fear knowing that you know oh this may be false you know they want you know you want them to have confidence in the journalism that you're telling them so i think that's really important and i think the author of this article really did that um sometimes you know i feel like people who aren't journalists look at journalism as like oh it's not that hard you just have to tell the facts but every time they say that it gets me so frustrated because it's like there's so much more to journalism obviously the facts are like the standard gold proof you know thing you have to focus on when writing but there's so much more to journalism especially christian journalism you know you have to consider what jesus would do and you have to consider you know how can i tell this in a way where jesus would be proud of it and i think it's really hard to do that today but And this story, although it was controversial, it wasn't regarding um, something super, you know, sinful or anything. It's more just about, like I said earlier, right versus wrong on the basis of something that's inevitable. You know, COVID is inevitable. We could not get out of it. It happened. It is what it is. And we had to deal with it. But, um, yeah, so I really like that story, that Christian story. I think it was really cool. Um, and just to reflect a little bit more on what would Jesus do, I think today it's so important to, you know, really step back once in a while and look at the life you're living, look at the work you're putting in, look at how you're spending your day-to-day time, and just call upon God and say, like, is this where you want me, you know, is this okay? Um and be grateful for everything you have and where you're at. I mean, some people are still struggling from the repercussions of COVID, which is completely understandable. And we're still living in COVID, so it's not like it's over, but I think we're in a much healthier place today, but still far from, you know, complete satisfaction of normalcy. I was thinking to myself the other day, like, how long will we have to wear masks, you know? I think masks are very normalized now which I hate saying not that I'm against wearing masks trust me I'm not one of those people but I still don't like wearing them of course I'll wear it it's I mean important to wear it but it stinks you know but I think that everything like I said earlier everything happens for a reason and God throws us struggles like this and challenges and obstacles along our path I think to sometimes test us in the sense of patience, kindness, um, maybe anger, things we need to watch out for and prepare for in the future. Sometimes I think he's giving us a wake-up call, you know, like, hey, look at me, like, I'm here, you need to focus on me. Um, But, yeah, I think journalists can really help with this because, you know, even though we're just news people, even though journalists all their required to do is tell us what's going on in the world. I think they have the upper hand in how they go about telling the story. And their first implication, I mean, if you're a Christian journalist, I think your first implication should be, how would Jesus tell this story? And like, sometimes I go back to, you know, the whole, um, the riots and George Floyd and just, I mean, that was devastating to America and to the foundation that we've strayed far from, you know? Like, it's it's almost, like, gross and horrifying to look back on, and then it happened over summer. Like, it makes me sick to my stomach thinking about it, and journalists all over America, again, had to report on this situation, this evil situation that happened, and it's like, wow, like, how would Jesus report on this, you know, like, this was a crime that took place, and Jesus, does Jesus even want us to report on crime, but again, like, this wasn't just crime that took place, this was such an act of wrongdoing that turned into, you know, rioting, and, um, you know, seeking refuge, and calling out to people, like, you know, you know, like, we need help, um, like, the black community needs help, and it's just, it's, really I want to say it's eye-opening but even to this day I still you know feel as if I need to understand um so much more people than myself and understand what others are going through and for me personally the only way I can do that is to ask myself how would Jesus do that how what perspective would he have in these situations um and yeah I just this is what I think journalism, I really have a calling for when reporting on controversial issues like that. I think it's, it's I mean, as much as it is horrible, it's also really inspiring, you know? Like, I want to write a story on that and see what I can do with it and be objective and tell the truth and, you know, write it in a way where people can really reflect and think about, you know, like, oh, she has a point. Like, we need to look at this. But again, sometimes journalism is hard. And what people don't see is, you know, you have to hold back your opinion from your writing, in a sense. You know, you can't, you, you got to be objective. You have to. And this is where I feel like um, news organizations like the New York Times and maybe even the LA Times, I just feel like some, some of those popular names are very biased sometimes, even if I don't, maybe they don't realize it. But sometimes they say things where it's like, I think they could have rewarded that in a different way. But this is why I like looking at Christian journalism. And I'm not saying Christian journalism is perfect ever. Um, I haven't yet noticed something where I was like, oh, like that was kind of biased actually. But I'm definitely looking for something like that just so I can keep an open eye and make remarks such as that and so I can learn more. But um, it was interesting because I was doing some research today on the story elsewhere, on the story I just discussed about the pastor, and I tried to find it in another news source, but there was nothing. And it's crazy because, I mean, I guess in a way, um, you know, news organizations, public news organizations that don't affiliate themselves with a religion can't really report on that type of stuff because you know there's people who usually follow those news stations you know maybe they don't really follow god or believe in a god or follow any type of religion so maybe that's why these other news organizations don't report on religious affairs but i think that's just really interesting because you know, even though it's about something religious, I think it's really important to consider. And now I kind of just want to take a moment to reflect on, um, why Christians become journalists in the first place. Um, I don't think it's, you know, for the money. I don't think it's necessarily for ego. It could be for the excitement and fun, but I personally believe that among Christians, You know, there's God places in us a desire to, you know, use our God-given talents to serve others as helpful citizens of the kingdom of the man and the kingdom of God. And using that insight, you know, as a journalist, you're helping someone. You're serving them by giving them information that could lead them to be more knowledgeable and maybe even learn about God. You know, seeing a journalist work for the CBN network, is really cool because you know maybe they that's like I said an open opportunity to seek God and I think I mentioned this in the first episode but on the CBN website it's really cool because they have a lot of outlets just besides the news a lot of outlets to you know learn more about God they have little services little sermons and um, devotionals and things like that and I think that's really cool But yeah, so I just wanted to talk about today, you know, that story of the week and kind of what I thought about it. I know Easter will be coming up. I think I have a couple more episodes before then, but a lot of Christians, you know, start thinking about Easter when it comes close. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be an exciting year for Easter, and I can't wait to see what's going to happen with church and everything. I would love to go to a church service on Easter, but... You know, it's kind of tough right now. I'm currently in LA County, residing in LA County, and I don't think a lot of churches will be open. I'm not going to get my hopes up, but again, you know, even though we don't have in-person churches, we do have that access to watch an online service or tune in live to an actual service, which is really cool. And I think that's a gateway God gives us so we can continue to hear his word amidst all the struggles amidst the pandemic you know there's always a way and i think that's a really good quote honestly there's always a way wow i just came up with that right now that should be like a quote on my wall or something (laughs) but anyways i hope you guys can take away from that story you know that um if you're thinking of becoming a journalist or you like to write or anything of that sort a christian journalist you know You know, think about how there will be times where stories are controversial, but that's okay because you have God on your side and, you know, just ask him, how should I write this God? What should I do in my writing to benefit your glory? And then you can also even think about this when writing an essay or doing a math problem. (laughs) Maybe not a math problem. Well, maybe actually. Let's see. How can I apply scripture to two plus two? (laughs) But guys, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Um, I think last week I was saying I wanted this episode this week to be a little bit longer, but given that I only talked about one story, I'm hoping that next week I can jump to two stories and do a comparison of a Christian story um, with a non-Christian story, and hopefully I can find something where it's about the same topic and really dive deep into how both perspectives are really reporting on both or the same issue. So yeah, that'll be really exciting. But thanks so much for tuning in today. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day or night or whenever it is you're watching this. And again, I'm your host, Olivia Smith. Thank you.